Uh, what we have done is uh, we've just taken a space. Usually some here in the, the course of our worship music to just uh, get quiet and pray and silently. And usually we'll give you something to pray about. You're welcome to continue standing. We, we usually spend two or three minutes, so if you want to be seated, we'll do that. Uh, you know, we're pretty, pretty flexible here. So stand, sit. Years ago, I used to be a member of another church, and we had a men's group I attended for about 13 years. And something we did on a, a regular or at least semi-regular basis was pray for our pastors. It is so important that we pray for our pastors. They are under attack all the time. Satan is unrelenting. And so it's important we hold them up in prayer, at least at the very least from time to time, if not all the time. 
And I would ask that you remember them in your prayers and keep them strong in their faith and strong towards their goals. Thank you, Brother. And so John has asked me to pray for the council this morning. And we receive that graciously and uh, with good thanks and uh, pleasure and praise. For those who will lift us up, all this week because he has heart surgery tomorrow. And uh, he walked in as somebody joining us tonight at 4. It's our, it's our Actually, let's just do it now. Come, can you come down here? We're going to pray for you right now. Gonna, uh, there's some folks that will come and gather around Hubert, put their hands on him, and pray uh, for healing. And uh, for the doctors tomorrow. And it's going to knock him down for several weeks. That's good. Make the guy that's going to have heart surgery walk down to the front of the church. Perfect. That's how we pray for people here. Yeah, so Hub has some kind of a mass in his heart. They believe it's benign, but it's big. And serious business tomorrow. So, Say, uh, I've known Hub and I've known each other since high school. Uh, he just moved back to Alaska here last year, right? And it's been great to have him here with us and to get to really know him in person. But uh, he has a great faith.
concerns, and uh, I also remind you, uh, Miss Marilyn Rapp announced back surgery on the 2nd of May, and uh, Rhonda continues to fight with, and uh, right now we're, we're beating the heck out of the breast cancer program, and uh, continue to, to ask the Lord that uh, God continue uh, with those folks up as well. Nervous, I'm sure, as they make us nervous as well. But uh, we just sang in that song, "You, you give, and you take away." And we ask that you take away his illness and his problem. No matter what the outcome, those of us who have faith have great expectation, great hope, and always looking forward to your presence. No matter what. to me in unsurprising fashion as others prayed for Hubert and Hubert prayed for everyone else. 
So we're going to read some scripture together here, and uh, we'll continue singing together. All right? So can you go ahead and turn that up for us? Say it with me, please. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord, but the humble here. O magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord, and he answered me, and delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant, and their faces shall never be ashamed. This poor man cried, and the Lord heard him, and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. O fear the Lord, ye his saints, for those who fear him have no lack. The young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Thank you. 
for me, by the time I get to here uh, with a message to deliver, I feel like I don't possibly have anything to contribute to what God has done this morning. And uh, that's how it feels this morning. Well, like God has just come into this place this morning and done, I don't know. So if you have your Bible, we are going to be on the previous page. Uh, chapter 2, 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 4 through 8. Uh, it'll be up here on the screen, maybe. Um, and feel free to use your Bible, your phone, whatever it is you do. So starting in chapter 4. As you come to him, a living stone, rejected by men in the sight of God, chosen and precious. You yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in Scripture, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. So the honor is for you who believe, but for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to do. 
All right, so that's kind of the, that's kind of the whole thing. We're going to come back to this several times, uh, and I'm going to do so right now uh, at the end. We're going to start at the end and work our way back to there. First Peter, uh, starting in the second part of verse 7. So the honor is for you who believe, but for those who do not believe, for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. For those who do not believe, this cornerstone, Jesus Christ, will be a stumbling stone. If you, this morning, or whenever it is you're hearing my voice, if you have never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life, He will forever be a stumbling stone in your life. Last week, when Tracy laid out the gospel uh, in a very beautiful, very simple way, as he spoke about Jesus Christ and his resurrection from that tomb, if you were listening in that moment, you were stumbling over Jesus Christ. Because you are in a place where you are being told, Jesus Christ is the only way to eternal life. Jesus is the only way to the saving grace of God. And you sat and you listened knowing you have never made that decision. And this is not, this is not to shame you, this is not to guilt you, this is not to try to try to work up your emotions to get you to make some decision. I am just laying out for you that last week and this week and every time for the rest of your life that you Less than the need you have for a savior in your life. 
and you sit here and you hear my voice and you know full well that is you. What are you doing? Why would you choose to continue to live like this? Why would you continue? Where is the benefit to life without Jesus? I know, maybe there's some stuff going on in your life and you say, well, you know, I said Jesus, I gotta give that up. Yeah, that's how it works. That's the good part of this thing. And until whatever it is in your life is become so diminished that it can't provide the, the comfort or the help or the hope or the distraction that you need. Only when those things become lesser and Jesus becomes greater and you say, all right, Lord, your way and not mine. Come now, be with me. In that moment, that would be the last time you stumble over him because in that moment, he transfers, he transforms from your stumbling stone In that moment, the name of Jesus Christ is no longer something you have to contend with. It's no longer something you have to try to make sense of. It's no longer something you have to try to excuse away. It becomes the foundation that your life is built upon. And it is a beautiful place to be. As you come to Him, chosen and precious, you yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be holy priesthood, to offer sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in Scripture, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone, chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. So the honor is for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
chosen to build on the cornerstone. And he's like, uh, I just really need to plug this. So then you are no longer strangers to the aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you are also being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit.
examine the problem. Ask, God, where, where's the heart? It's not that God is not pouring into you. God does not do that. There's nobody God has called to himself who he goes, you, not so much. You know, you, know, you don't make a good job. Oh, you trip a little out on you from time to time. It's not like he's one of my, you're one of my house plants. You know, oh, wow, you're almost dead. Here, let me give you a little something, something. God pours out into you all the time, and if you are not seeing it, that is more a you problem than a he problem. Don't be content to live with it. Get on your face before God and ask, God, what's the problem? What's the difference? So this morning, this afternoon, whenever you hear this, either one, he continues to be your stumbling stone. This is not the fight you're going to win. There is no grand prize if you get to the end of your life without accepting Jesus Christ. Uh, whatever it is that you look to the horizon and you think, if I can just keep that Jesus away from Trade the stumbling stone for the cornerstone. Trade the cornerstone for the living stone. Ask, how can we be more of Christ to you? How can I ensure those waters of life are flowing out of me? And where, where, God, would I share that? Is there, is there somewhere, somewhere specific I need to direct that? I take it with me everywhere I go. I take it with me when I go to the grocery store. I take it with me when I go get gas. I take it with me when I go to work. But is there one particular person I need to focus your life-giving spirit on? You ask, and in faith, you can claim it. And when you get it, go and win. 
Holy Spirit will be at work in us. You take whatever seed was planted this morning, wherever it was, in worship, in prayer, in the Word, wherever the seed was planted in us this morning, Father, I pray you would take and you would water that seed, that you would nurture that seed, that you would help that seed to grow in us. discerning minds to understand what it is you're talking to us about today, and that you would give us obedient hearts to respond in faith. Wherever we are in our life, Father, whichever, whichever one of those stones most represents your presence in our life, Father, I pray this morning, not, not from guilt, not from pressure, but from the work of the Holy Spirit. Thank you.
Bless my friends. Have a great week. I love you.